One, two. What's going on, everybody? We're back with another installment of Dad's Office back. Podcast by Bros Giving. I'm one of your co-hosts, CJ Pachaka, DJ CJ. This is Brent Pachaka over here. You got Uncle Brent, Captain Fox, the Fox. Yes, sir. Got Richie McMaster, the Archer, the Sharpshooter. <laughs> and we are back with another installment of the Dad's Office Podcast. So welcome back, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you to all those who listened to our previous videos. Like, mm-hmm. comment, and subscribe on all of our videos. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, anything uh, that has our account information on it. And thanks for the love that you guys have been showing us. Mm-hmm. So Appreciate it. The boys had a very busy week. Boys had a very, no, very busy weekend. Weekend, Halloween. Mm -hmm. With Halloween, Halloween weekend. So a little background information. Last year, the entire Campbell baseball team, or at least, no, I think it was every single one of us, we are locked up during Halloween. So when I was in quarantine for over 10 days, I was just thinking like, man, when I get out next year, dude, like it's going to be a good time. And initially, initially I was going to go as um, Thomas Shelby from the Peaky Blinders. So if you haven't watched that show, I strongly suggest that you do. If you can pull off that fit, that's a great fit. I mean, dude, I I went to a thrift shop. I went to different stores, and I was looking for different pieces to kind of pull the costume together. And I did find a blinders cap, like the one that they wear on the show, but it was navy blue, so that was an issue. Mm. And then the vest vest that I had that I was going to wear was from when I was like sophomore year homecoming. When I went to Strasburg homecoming with Tyler... That's okay, what the, that's yeah, what the yeah. vest was. It was literally a medium sized vest. <laughs> Put it on, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna be Indiana Jones instead. So I rent, got a hat, got some rope for a whip, mm-hmm. got some cargo pants, dude, and I pulled it off. Let me tell you, I was one sexy Indiana Jones. You were right. I saw it was him good. on the dance floor. It wasn't hard to find. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I stick out. <laughs> it, was, it was funny because every time I, I like lost him in the house, like not that I was even with him, but the one time I was trying to find him. And uh, I look in the dance floor, and you just see one like top hat and you know Jones hat just stuck like, out like a sore thumb. Yeah, I was like, oh, there's <laughs> dude. It takes a special kind of mind to know you're the tallest or biggest person in the room and still be on the dance floor moving it like like no one can see you. Oh my god! I, I mean, I've always had that quality though. That was yeah. just like me in right, high school right. prom, dude. And you want to talk about a kid who was awkward four years ago? You subtract the awkwardness of that four years can get you from now to then. Like, I mean, I was just out there waving my hands like I just don't care. I was out there pulling moves. I was. Cashing checks and snapping necks, as they like to call it. No, I've never heard that. Like you never heard that? It's good stuff. No, that was that was a, one of our teacher's sayings in high school that I always used to say. Mm. He's like, yeah. that's what he, first first day of class in civics, or no, in AP US history. He won't say the name. But he's like, CJ, you know what life's all about? I'm like, what? He goes, snapping necks and cashing checks, baby. <laughs> I like that. No, that's fire. That's a good one. That should be dad's slogan as a chiropractor. <laughs> Breaking backs and cashing checks or just snapping oh, necks you could just say yeah, you could just yeah. say snapping right, necks right. but he doesn't snap necks he just pulls them and then they compress and they go yeah i think everyone that listens needs to have an experience with a chiropractor and they should definitely come by and check out creative chiropractic yeah dude, we're gonna start dude we're, we started filming big chris it is life-changing i'm not even gassing it that helps a lot so. it's good it's a good time I've never been adjusted so that's crazy because considering we're doing the podcast in the back of a chiropractic <laughs> office Great to just yeah. of, your, of your best friend of like you know yeah. seven years now, but it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I swear by it. I'll, I'll die in that hill for chiropractic. I literally, I literally go into steels all the time. I literally went into steels to get the rope to make like my prop whip out of. Oh really? Yeah. I, did I miss it? Yeah. I I didn't have a whip. All right, so I didn't want to do a whip because I didn't want to end up on CNN or anything like that because you know <laughs> getting canceled. The cultural yeah. implications of having a whip. Yeah. But I was like, all right, they're like, dude, you need a whip. All right, 
we had a costume contest at ESU in our department. Long story short, I got second place. And the way the guy said, he goes, this kid got second place because he lost by a whip. He was a oh, whip short shoot. of winning. Oh, so I lost because I didn't have a whip. So I'm like, all right, I need a whip so people just especially understand who I'm going to be. But if you couldn't tell by the hat, Wait, who then beat you love. Who got first? <laughs> Some kid who was dressed like a full-on WWE person. <laughs> and so, so last year at a Halloween party, I got a pretty funny story. So we dressed up as, um, well, I was John Smith and... Aaron, it was Pocahontas, and everyone, nobody could guess my outfit for a while, and I kept getting called Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres. Because I had this wig on, and everyone's like, who are you? And everyone's, next thing you know, I'm Ellen, and everyone's calling me Ellen. I'm like, listen, I am not Ellen, I am John Smith. I wonder who that's more of an insult to, Richie or Ellen DeGeneres? Definitely more of an insult to Richie. Probably Richie, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're calling her out. It was not good. Really quick, Richie, you should touch on your costume from this weekend. For anyone that doesn't know, I think Richie had the best costume. Actually, yeah, I got a lot of got a lot of good reviews. Uh, so we were you, Joel Goldberg, and Love Quinn. Yeah. And you know, of course, I had Henry, not forty, strapped to me. If you ever watched season three, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, dude, it was fun. A lot of people loved it. Uh, got in a little baby fight with Alan from The Hangover. Yeah. This guy comes up to me in the bar at like shame shows, and he's like, it's just a. He's like, his baby just starts hitting me. I'm like, his baby? Yeah, he comes up with his toy baby and he just starts like swinging. (laughs) He starts swinging on Henry and I'm like, whoa. I turn Henry around real quick. I'm like, (laughs) protect the baby. Dude, I. That's wild. (laughs) All right, so you know how um, in all the movies, people have, like, those babies for family consumer science in high school? Yeah. And they bring them around, and they have, like, the batteries in them? Mm -hmm. Dude, when we were at our homecoming football game the other day, one of my sister's friends had, like, one of those fake babies, and she was carrying it down the bleachers, and I I just said, dude, why is she she carrying that baby? It looks like a newborn. Like, CJ, that's a doll. No (laughs) way. Wait, why is she carrying it around? (laughs) Because if you leave it alone, it cries, and then it dies, and you get an F. Oh, really? Yeah. You literally have to... Yeah. The, Jesus. That series. Well, no, there was an incident that they were then telling me. So I was, I was hanging out there with Mr. Becker and uh, Taylor Yak. Yeah. We were, we were, we were out there chilling by the sideline. <laughs> yeah. And we were, we were having a good old time. We were just chit-chatting. And Mr. Becker talked about this time that this one girl, I don't know if, if... She brought the baby home and I think left it alone with the dog. And the dog just had like an absolute field day oh, with it. Let's go. And just tore it apart. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, like she failed because the dog ate the baby. But I just think that's kind of, you know, unfair. Yeah, that's crazy. But I mean, hey, like, dog eats your baby, you fail, man. Dog I totally get homework. that. Dog ate, literally ate oh, your homework, but it's an automatic fail. You don't get to redo it. No, yeah. I was, uh, but I was cool, so I didn't take family consumer science. Yeah, I took band instead. People used to stress over that in high school. Like, yeah. Chicks would come in, like, looking actually tired from the night before. <laughs> See, then you, al- you always said, no, I think you would have done well in that class. You always said, just in case you have a kid, I'm going to be a great uncle. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You always said yeah, 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 supportive, dude. Yeah. You have to be thinking about the like, future. See, dude, we're in 11th grade right now. Let's, uh, let's take a step hey, back. Hey, that, that's what everyone says, and then they end up with kids. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Richie's 23 now. Yeah. Yeah. Richie officially beat cat. teenage pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but early adult pregnancy that's the real killer that's where people that's where it sneaks oh, up on people yeah. yeah early yeah. adult pregnancy I know it's not a term that that's really well coined but we're gonna coin it now yeah I'm glad you're educating everyone on that I can educate it. you guys on a lot of things I mean if you have the bag already if you're like 20 but you make serious money <laughs> yeah why not like, I don't know. why not start, start, right why not start your life but like I don't know, it's not the end of the world. People act like it's like, oh, it's so, over. All right, it's, it's not. I should, you know, disclaimer, it's not. I so, feel like we're bashing on that. We're at really not. steam shows, and uh-huh. this, this older lady's just sitting in the corner, and she's just like, she's just like looking at us dance, and she goes to me, is that is that your girl? I'm like, 
Yeah. And she goes, travel. She goes, travel. I'm like, what? She's like, enjoy each other, travel. Do not have kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so you're eventually, saying, eventually I so you're kids, saying I got a hot girlfriend. That's pretty much what she was telling you. 100%. I don't know what she was saying. But she's just like watching us all night. And she just kept saying, travel, enjoy each other, travel. Me and my husband had kids. And she's just like shaking her head. She, she, she went up to her and be like, why don't you mind your own business, Grandma? <laughs> yeah. It's one. It's like one of those people from the movies, and it's like you meet him at a bar, and he turns some super serious moment, be like, "I ruined my life one time. <laughs> I had something once. I, I lost, something, lost once. something once. My identity. What is that from? SpongeBob. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 okay. It's you from. Me for a second, because you, you paused and looked like what was going. But that's on. what you said. That, what did you think it was from? A TikTok? I never, yeah, I never heard the. I knew it wasn't from yeah, TikTok. Yeah, it's from SpongeBob when he loses his identity. I never heard the second part. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but no, nah, Halloween, Halloween was a good time, especially after being locked up all last year. Mm-hmm. And there was a the baby song. It was like, oh, gonna spend this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them top toxins. Uh, Jack Harlow. Sorry, Jack Harlow. Brutal. Sorry, that's all right. But I had this joke we, with JT, my roommate. I was like, we're just spending this Halloween locked in. And then I tag, I Snapchat oh, last year, and I was like, "Not spending this Halloween locked in," and uh, I sent him the, the picture. So it was definitely it was definitely a Halloween well spent. Yeah, it was fun. I'm really glad I went away from the Peaky Blinders and yeah. I dove into the Indiana Jones. I literally definitely, only bad thing about this weekend was it slipped up on my diet for the uh, challenge, the fitness challenge. That's uh, all right. We all did. I, I got my protein in and I got my calories in, so that's what really matters. So how'd you slip up? Did you get liquid calories? I did get some liquid calories. <laughs> Not even counting that, but I think it's He did get some liquid calories. <laughs> we're, just gonna, yeah. we're just gonna keep it at that. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a good time. It was fun. Good people, you know. You really slip up on your diet. Though. I mean, you got your calories in, so like, yeah, no, you then, eat then the, best. the Jets game too. Some nuggets and fries with the tailgate. Sorry, right. you gotta stuff. enjoy yourself. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Mike White to the moon though. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that boy Mike White. Watch out, good fan. That was a, that was a good time. That's the boy. That was a good time. For the Jets not being very good, that was that was a good time going and watching. That was my first mm-hmm. ever prof- professional football game. Yeah, same, same. It's a good time, dude. I've d- only been to a couple, but... That's why I'm saying we need to go to an Eagles game. Should. Definitely. Yeah, we were talking about and we that. Need we to, need, we need to, to run it. an Eagles game. That'd be fun. Because it, it. it was a decent time with them, but like with you guys, it would, it would be a good time. We bring like a tent, bring some speakers. Who'd you go with? Um, Some family friends Yeah, that have... They're Season like lifetime life, season ticket holders. He's a lifer, yeah. <laughs> they bought the season tickets on like a deal. When the stadium first opened... 12 years ago or, or whenever it was because he's a huge huge Jets fan so he was gracious enough to extend an invite to us and we went down there and yeah. they showed us a good time so do you guys know the um the guy who does who's like I don't know what the fan for oh, the fireman, Jets dude. yeah for the Jets so we tailgated with him that's awesome yeah he's super dude super genuine cool dude because he put down a lot of beer I could see him just like shotgun he's like one of the dude. most in shape 62 year olds yeah, I've ever seen in my life he you see him on great. you see him on TV and you thought it was The Rock uh-huh. a wider version of wow. The Rock that's literally, dude, that's literally he's, what he's he intense like. too like he was giving the fans like a pregame speech oh he's geez like, he's rallying the guys the up the Jets are gonna go out there today they better show us some balls cause we show up every week with our balls as fans as New Yorkers he goes I wanna see something out of them if these guys have any respect for themselves yeah. They're gonna go out and ball today. So he was. I was like, dude, I think I'm ready to go on the field. You're ready to run right through now. a wall. Yeah. Right. Through a brick I was like, I'll, I'll give you a, a slant wrap. For he five did the yards. same where he put his hands down and we all get quiet and he go, J E T S and Jets. Is he all talk, no action, like Joe Judge? What's up? Is he all talk, no action? Dude, 
He's about the action. I kid you not, he was on the Jumbotron every five minutes. Maybe, yeah, maybe oh, even yeah. more frequently than that, dude. And he mm-hmm. was all... He had a cowboy hat on. Yeah. He was all energy, all mm-hmm. game long, baby. Mm-hmm. All energy. Like, it was crazy. We kept looking up there, and like, he does this literally every single game. How many yeah. followers does he have, Brent, on social media? I don't even know, but definitely a lot. Yeah, it's crazy, man. He's... But, nah, that's a cool dude. And you always think, like, damn, what... What can I do to get into that situation as an influencer? Yeah. Through your auntie. Yeah, because he, he did that. He basically became an influencer in a way before, like, that wasn't a thing. Like, dude, when he started doing that, YouTube wasn't even a thing. Just a super fan. Yeah, right. Just a super fan. Made a career out of it. Yeah. So. so, any other stories from Halloween? Uh, Anything worth noting? No, but we could touch on um, the other big news in the football world. <laughs> oh, yeah, Richie. Let us uh, know. What a... Calvin Ridley decided to step away for mental health issues. I don't know exactly what's going on, but there's like rumors of possibly some of his family dealing with it. He's stepping away just to take care of all that. So yeah, it shows like the, the human side of athletes because we never see like we always like as fans. It's like fantasy. It's like, yeah, he's got get the job done. He's got so much money. I'm gonna you know, say whatever I want no to problems. him. Uh-huh. But dude, they're human too. Well, yeah, go like go over who down. Calvin Ridley is to our non-football people. He's pretty much just a. Is he? He might have been All Pro one year, but he's just like an All Star, yeah, wide receiver, top receiver in the NFL, the super Falcons. big deal. Yeah. And how old is he? Early twenties. He's got to be like twenty six. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Not, I think he's like twenty four. Even he's young. I'm not sure. He's around twenty. Yeah. But yeah, it's just that human side because it's always like, oh, they make a mistake, like f them, they're gonna pay all this money, yada yada. Yeah. Always in the media, always in the spotlight, and like that takes a toll over time. That's crazy. And I'm sure no one's checking up on him like that. Like, everyone's probably making sure, like, he's, like, doing his shit in the locker room and, like, on the field and preparing. But I guarantee you there's no one, like... He, all the pressure's on him. He yeah. comes from not a lot of money. He comes from not a good situation. So think about that. At a young age, you get a scholarship to a big school. Yeah, Alabama. Alabama. Okay, that's cool. You probably a first round pick, man. Right. I don't know what he was. Yeah, I think he was first Definitely. round. Definitely. <laughs> so he goes there. Then he's got to perform. Performs there. He does. He gets drafted. Yeah. Then he's got to perform in the NFL. So I think just over time, it's always been like probably like a pressure, pressure, pressure thing. No one's checking on his mental. That's why we always like talk about like you got to talk about stuff. You got to check on your own mental. Talk to your friends about stuff. <laughs> Because I don't know, you can fall apart. Like I don't know, I don't know the details of his situation yeah. or what's exactly going on. But I'm sure he's just tired, man. It was it was kind of surprising because two weeks ago, <laughs> Atlanta played the Jets in London, and they were like, "Oh, Calvin Ridley's not right. going to make it. Personal mm-hmm. matter." And then he comes back and he plays last week, mm-hmm. and you think, you know, maybe there was just an emergency, right? And then he decided to step away this mm-hmm. week. So. There's definitely something big going on there. And it does like, take a lot of courage probably from this step yeah, away. People are like, oh, that's selfish. Like, yada, yada. Dude, what he did was the most unselfish thing you can do. If you're not okay and you're going out there and you're taking away an opportunity from someone who's preparing and is mentally there. Yeah. Like, you're just hurting your teammates. You're not helping anyone. You're hurting yourself. So just taking that step out to like ask for help like that is like pretty cool. Yeah. But now like just like just even a few times where I've had like super bad headspace, like super down, dude. Like you don't want to function. So could you imagine preparing for an NFL game as a receiver and you can't even you can barely get out of bed in the morning? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's crazy. Exactly. Right? Yeah, and he could be considered the top player on their entire oh, team. Oh, for sure. So yeah, I'm they're about definitely like, relying on him a lot. Mm-hmm. If you're not right, and because he's had to be the man for a long time. Like, especially in his yeah. case scenario where, like, yeah, you, you don't come from anything. Dude, every game he's played, he's probably felt like this is it. Like, every every day for him is a fight. Every day is a battle. And I think over the course of time, you're not no one's checking up on you. 
that's going to take a toll on you. That could ruin you. So I'm actually good for him that he's doing this and speaking out. Because I think a lot of players probably go through that and don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Then they have a bad performance. Then they freak out. Then they freak out a fan. They want to fight. You know what I mean? Like You know, there's... He's probably just taking a ton of backlash from social media oh, yeah. fantasy like, football people. And you know, when, we, when we were younger, we definitely read into that. And we're like, oh, yeah. yeah, like how could you not go out there and play? And I think there's definitely situations where athletes choose not to play and they absolutely should. Mm-hmm. But something like something like this is tough because mm-hmm. you, you almost we, have yeah. you have to put yourself first in, the, in those kind of situations where your mental health is on the line. Mm-hmm. We're even seeing a lot of the same stuff uh, with Will Smith that we were talking about before the podcast. Yeah. And, some of the, so, and some of the personal matters that he's going through. And like he just want to fill us in on that because I'm sure some people aren't familiar. Okay, so so basically he went through an ugly divorce with his wife Jada. <laughs> she had an affair on him or whatever, or like she called it like a mix up or an entanglement oh, with uh, whatever some young dude. But um, just ever since that and like the divorce it was like very public, and dude she has just bashed him. Yeah, and he's and he's handled it with a everything. lot of grace. He went on talk shows and right, everything. But then and he, he so handled then it came very out well. This past week, though, he was like, "Oh yeah, I've, I wanted to kill myself for a long time. Like all this oh, crap, geez. all this I mean, yeah, I do like bad stuff." Yeah. yeah, and think about that. Like Jada only even has a voice, and a, I don't say it like that, but she only has her status because of him. Like he put her on. You know what I mean? Like she married into the family. He did all the work. He did. He got famous. Yeah. And. She repays him basically by just treating him like crap and stuff. So, like, it's just crazy. And, then, well, I mean, what? They have how many kids together? Uh, I don't know. Two? Two, at least. And, uh, and when we talk about just the state of marriage in general, it's so, and again, like, I've never been in a long-term relationship or <laughs> any relationship um, for the matter, but I can only imagine what it's like to, or I can't even imagine what it's like to have kids with someone and be, be with them for, you know, let's say 20 years. And all of a sudden, to have your whole world come crashing down. Yeah. Well, the, the thing about that Will person, Smith that's is weird. That in this whole scenario, where she's just bashing him to like rappers and stuff, and like whatever, he doesn't even talk crap back. Yeah, he just like he keeps his head up, like has a smile on his face as much as he can. He does his own stuff. He's got all his motivational stuff that he posts. Uh, yeah, I've always seen he that. Does but you don't expect somebody. You know, he's always posting motivational stuff. It's kind of surprising to see him. What you said, mm-hmm. that depressing, how upset, upset he was. Mm-hmm. But he kind of holds that back. And That's why, that like we talked about, like Zach kind of from that episode. Like social media is a lie, dude. You can fake it. Like and Gary Vee talked mm-hmm. about it too. Like you can fake it. It's such an easy thing to fake. Like everyone's happy on social media. Yeah. Of course, you're not gonna post your bad stuff. That's why I like this because we come in every week and we talk about whatever. Like I'm not guaranteed to have a great performance right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm a, I'm being as vulnerable as I can be right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just wearing my average. I'm on Instagram editing a picture. I'm not. <laughs> preparing for hours on like okay this i'm gonna wear this like look on this i come in i speak what's on my mind i hope people listen they don't have to listen yeah but i hope yeah i hope i can help someone you know what i mean but i'm coming in vulnerable i'm sharing my stories we share personal stories on here you don't have to listen you might think it's funny people might think it's dumb like i've had people so far great reviews like this is awesome i've had other people be like oh that was stupid like oh actually yeah oh you don't tell me that yeah that, that's what i'm saying like the type of guy i am I'm, well, what, what, what do those people say you don't have to you know, we're not giving names, but what I, even, I, I won't even get into it like that. But just like, like, oh yeah, I'll be like, oh yeah, I think that was funny, and they were like, no, not at all. Can't, I mean, you can't really think. Like, of okay, like whatever. That, yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> if, we're if too early can, on I, in this whole cool. in this whole adventure. If you can just inspire, not even just kind of make somebody laugh one time. Dude, if I can help one, if I can help one kid, if if one person smiles watching this, I will keep doing it. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like that's how I am. Like it's if just I can help fun, one person. Like, 
because I know what it's like to like want to like go on social media and like find something that's gonna brighten your day up. You had a crap day or whatever, and that one thing can like change my whole mood around for the day. So that's why I try to think. About okay, so here. serious question to build off of that: What do you think is the role that social media plays in overall depression? Whether it's a high school high. athlete or a pro athlete, even a pro athlete, there's high. a lot of external um, uh, stressors that are implementing them on their life. So obviously it could be multiple things for them, but yeah, what what are your guys' thoughts on I that? And just for regular people too. It's gotta be really high, dude, especially now more than ever. And there's studies about kids being more depressed than, oh, than sure, years yeah. past. It's because they grow up, they young girls look at models, guys are looking at athletes, whatever, and you just apply so much pressure, like, oh, I wanna be like this person. You don't have to worry about all that. Yeah, dude. Uh, Kevin Gates says something. It's like compare. Like, I, I wouldn't want to give my kids a phone for until they're. Dude, I age. really don't want to. But now I yeah, do not want to give my kids a phone. You see so I, many. Kids I wish I could get away without doing it. Yeah, it's wild. And my mom even said because we were out somewhere and a mom was with her kids and the mom was watching or the son or one of the little kids like two or three years old was watching the iPad just sitting there watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was at like a baseball game or something. And dude, whenever we were at baseball games up until we were maybe 11 years old or 10, 10 years old when we got the Nintendo DS's. And even then, you didn't watch videos on your DS. Like, you would play games, but man, that thing could only help charge for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and after yeah. an hour, man, it was yeah, done. We were outside. Like, yeah, you were never, real. ever just glued to something all day. And we, more so, were glued to, glued to technology a lot more than our parents were. Mm-hmm. You know, different times, different, different situations. But mm-hmm. I definitely think, because these kind of kids are growing up and they're spending every single waking moment from the time they're born to the time they actually become um, infused into society with other kids at school and all they've done their whole lives is stare at screens. Yeah, it's bad. And that's crazy. That's that's a crazy thing to think about. So where are they in touch with uh, reality, like or the reality that we grew up with? Exactly, yeah. I feel like there is a lot sense. of kids, like even when I was coaching uh, eighth and seventh grade football this year, like half the practices, they just seem like tired. Some of them are just like, oh, I wish I was just at home playing video games or watching TV. And you could definitely see like, that is a big wave like happening right now like across schools and that's crazy dude because when we were at any kind of sport practice especially middle school man dude we were hyped to be there dude yeah, i remember exactly. showing up to basketball practice every day in seventh grade with passion uh-huh. even if i knew we weren't going to touch a ball that day dude i was ready to go right, you gave it your all yeah I, I was ready to go man and even now yeah i'll probably get the new call of duty when it comes out but i can't promise you how long i'm even going to play it for before oh, dude, I, I just have, go i haven't played uh, video games and I used to play a year, probably. I haven't played in forever. I used to play a lot, but now it's just like, I don't know, I feel like I could just be more productive with mm-hmm. other, other things. And it's nothing against people who play video games. Like, no, yeah, I, still, I, I used to play a lot. Obviously, I still play. No, yeah, it could Chris Smooth influenced my life for the better. And like, you can yeah. make a career out of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, Chris Smooth. Like, you He's can a make man. Career, you can make serious money. You can, you can win people over and make their lives better through video games. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're a streamer. People go on to laugh at you like that Aiden Ross. You know what I mean? Like, so you can change the world doing that. But if you're going to do that... Go boss the wall with it. Don't like, oh, I just play for no reason, like, on my own. Like, no, nah, if you want to be a streamer, do it. Like, do you know how crazy it sounded that we'd start a podcast a year ago? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because everyone's like, oh, I'm going to look stupid. People are going to say Dude, stuff. I still wake up in the That's morning true. and I'm like, damn, man, we really created this like, beast, like, dude. Like, yeah, we, we created it. We put, this we is ours, man. Out there. Not a lot of views sometimes, whatever. You know, it's super early on. Like, we're just growing up. We're, we're putting our workouts out there. Dude, you told me this a year ago. I would have been like, dude, no way. Yeah, no way. I can't do that. Just go. <laughs> like, who cares? If it doesn't work out, it's a lesson and an experience. It's not a loss. You know what I mean? Like, Rod Wave always says that. Like, it's a, it's a lesson, not a loss. You can't take everything and be like, 
oh, that was negative. Why did I do that? It was a waste yeah. of time. Kind of feels good putting yourself out there. Right? Oh, it's the best. Yeah. Positive responses too. Mm-hmm. Like you need to get smacked. Like metaphorically, you need to get smacked in the face sometimes. Yeah, or or literally. Some, some, some do need to get smacked in the face, dude. Some of my greatest lessons that ever came to me, and no, my parents never hit me. But like my friends literally give me a push and be like, yo, dude, let's go. You can't mm-hmm. act like that. Mm-hmm. Or even a coach coming over and grabbing me by the helmet and saying, dude, you can't act like that. Like if you're gonna be a le- if you're gonna be a leader on this team, like you can't sulk. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. You can't do it, man. And that and that, you, that's an extremely tough lesson to learn. You need to be humbled sometimes, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, hundred and fifty percent. Even just the friends like joking around, like kick the shit out of me before. Like all like all in fun and games, but like at the same time, it's like okay, shit, yeah, damn. Like I gotta go out. I gotta be stronger. I gotta be more competitive. You know what I mean? Like it just reminds you of things. Kind of a doggy dog dog fight. Yeah. So. And speaking of you know kind of being too infused into social media and what a lot of kids are going through, dude, I've been spending way too much time on my phone and I hate it. Yeah, dude, I'm the same way. Like I get too wrapped up on Twitter on on Sundays about football. Un- <laughs> yeah, it's unproductive. I, I gotta delete that app off my phone. If you are in a bad state, the worst. Well, just in any state. Time. So how do we? All right. So this is a, a serious question for people who are trying to influence. If if we as influencers, our number one tool is social media, right? Whether it be YouTube, whether it be Instagram, whether it be Twitter, Snapchat. Or whatever platform it is, yeah. where where's the line that we draw, and how can we monitor that we're being more productive and we're making our time on there? Because even Gary Vee says, do you need to have social media if you want to make it in this world?" All right. I was, so I if you're a doctor, now, like like if you're a doctor or like a carpenter or something like that, a service job where your life solely depends on you serving others, which is valiant, right? That that's the kind of world that we need. That's the kind of people we need in order to grow our society to move it forward. Mm-hmm. But if you're a small business, right? So just like with what my dad's doing, he wants to get more into social media just by seeing what we're doing because he wants to get his name out there. Because if you don't get your name out there and you don't learn social media, then you will not adapt and you will die. So I find it, it is ironic and funny I was thinking about this today when we were talking about our topic. So we're all talking about like how like usually limited time on social media, um, careful what you see on there and believe. But yet our platform is based off of social media and yeah. for us to succeed, we need a huge following. So how do you find that balance of, and that's why I love like Gary V's, like Alex Eubanks for lifting wise, those type of guys is because they find the perfect balance for it. They put stuff out there every day, mm-hmm. but he's not putting other people down. He's motivating people. He's helping people. He's kind. He's generous. I think that's what we need more on social media. Maybe not that we need no social media, but we need more of people helping each other and not tearing each other down personally. So uh, one thing I, I did, I mean, it's not nothing huge, but I, I used to play video games a lot after work, after school, just go home, play for two hours. And it was just unproductive, and I realized that I'm not getting anything out of it, a little bit of enjoyment, a couple right, of laughs right. with friends, but outside of that, it's just like, what am I doing here? So uh, one thing I did was pretty much make an agreement with myself. I'm not going to play video games unless I go to the gym, mm-hmm. and then I can play after. So now... I don't really hold myself to that, but it's like I get home, I usually try to go work out, and then by that time, like, hang out with some friends or whatnot. I'm, right, I'm right. too tired to even, it's, it's not, like, I don't know, I just feel like you could, for me personally, because I don't get anything out of it, I'm not getting mm-hmm. paid, I'm not, I'm having too much fun and just right. killing time. Right. I could, I'd rather hang out in person, personally. And, and this but is I what- just made a promise to myself, like, I'm not going to play until I work out. Mm-hmm. And this, is a, and this is a message and a lesson to every single kid our age. Um, and I do know some people who are, I mean, they're more so like 24, 25, the people that I'm talking about right now. Some are working 50-hour work weeks on top of trying to go back to school, on top of doing a million other things, right? Those people legitimately may not have time to do things, but even they tend to find stuff, right? 
the more productive people who have a schedule are able to find um, time to do that stuff. But if you're a kid and you're RH and you say you, have n- you don't have any time to do something, that's a damn lie. It is a lie. Cause, and let me just tell you something right now. I consider myself a relatively productive person, especially when I'm you know at school away in a routine, which I've talked about. It's a lot easier to do that when you're away at school. But if I spent the four hours that I'm spending on my social media apps a day just promoting this brand, dude, we'd already be way further ahead than we are right that's now. True, yeah. So I just want to let you guys know, like if you're if you're trying to do something, whether it's on social media or whether it's off, like if you're struggling in school or whatever, I guarantee you, you limit the amount of time that you do on social media, mm-hmm. or just just being just on some, your yeah. phone, man. Then you can you can improve in so many different ways, yeah. and and that's why um, <laughs> it was always good because right when we get back on campus um in January. Down at Campbell, the church group that I belong to, they would do a fast, right? They would do like a week-long fast, and you could choose anything you wanted to. Primarily pick the things that you struggle most with in life, things that you would maybe consider sinful or maybe something that's problematic, right? Anything that you're addicted to. Um, And I would always, in those two years in a row, I removed social media. And the whole month of January, dude, I was ready to go. And I was yeah, ready, I was ready to rock and roll. Cause just because I feel like I was a part of a group. Yeah, I love those TikTok and stuff. And I was a part of a group. That, you know, everyone in the church, in this body of people that are supporting each other is doing this challenge, right? Yeah. Not necessarily social media, but man, you don't want to be one out of 300 people that breaks. Why would you want to do that, man? Maybe so that puts should, you on right exactly. away. Maybe we should do a sacrifice thing with that. <laughs> Try to get some followers involved with it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm down for that. That'd be sick. I'm down for it. And I want to give them maybe just scrolling social media because, uh, dude, we just need to improve our social media. Um, output. Yeah, like we just need to I make sure. I mean, it doesn't sure have to be social stuff. media, but just think about when someday you're sitting there and you're just being unproductive and you think to yourself, "What am I doing right now?" Mm-hmm. Just try to cut that out, whatever it may be. Yeah, Kevin Gates talks about his podcast. He was like, "Comparison is the root of all evil." Like he talks. Kyle about- Pitts uh, <laughs> tweeted that after he had a monster oh, really? game, and they're like, "Dude, this guy's like the next uh, Julio, Calvin Johnson." Oh, and yeah. he, he tweeted that. Comparison like, is the root of all evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause he goes on, you go on social media, right? And you're like, oh, That's they good. have this, she has this, or he has that. He looks like this, she looks like this. You're destroying yourself, yo. You're destroying your inner peace. There's no peace in that. There's no peace in comparing, man. I, I'm bad with that too. I'll see someone, I'm like, damn, like I gotta be like him. I gotta have that girl. I gotta do this. I gotta have that car. And I'm like, I sit back and I'm like, what am I doing? This is disrupting me. Yo. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just be you. Just relax. And also, this like, is this is really the world hard. needs you. And this is really hardcore. But how can you and Embrace the suck in your life if you're spending four hours a day on social media. Mm-hmm. Does your life really stink that bad if you had the time to spend hours a day on social media? <laughs> right. Shit, but how are you how are you gonna how are you gonna improve as a person if you're spending all that time just staring at a screen? Mm-hmm. Right? So in order for us to really improve, and this is a really big Christian aspect, right? But we have to transcend ourselves through actually facing our fears. Right? Because you could and there's two responses to fear. You can either run for it from it or you can look for it, right? Because it's always going to find you. And I think when we spend a lot of time on social media, whether it's YouTube or Instagram, at least for me, it's almost like me avoiding my problems. And yes, it's not as potent or immediate as the effects of alcohol or smoking or something like that. But the effect can be just as great, right? To fall into a rut. Because I think just about every single problem in our society kind of revolves yeah. or reverts back to Dude, social media and spending time about, on it. I know we talk about like we have fun, like a Halloween, you know, like some drinks or whatever. Like, yeah, have a good time. Enjoy yourself. But do not rely on that to get away from your problems that is the worst thing you can do yeah do not drink when yeah you, if you're going through something i'd like please do not drink yeah do not like and i'm glad so bad for you and i'm glad you're bringing that up just because you guys we always and, talk enjoy about it in fun. moderation we we have 
we like to have fun. We like to make jokes about the situations that we've been in. We've been mm-hmm. in, but guys, let me tell you guys, like we we've learned from our situations, right? Mm-hmm. So don't look at us as bad people. And I'm not going to sit here and say I'm an angel because I've never messed up or I've never been in situations. Because there's videos of it, right? There's definitely evidence of us all doing stuff that we yeah. wish we didn't do. But don't take that as an excuse to go out and live your life like that. No, because that's me, not appropriate. Let me tell you guys, I've worked with people who need to shoot up. I've worked with crack addicts, meth heads. I've worked with alcoholics. It ruins you. You don't know what it's like to be 45 with four kids as a single parent and have to struggle at a minimum wage job because you chose that path. I'm telling you. And I think that's why I'm so good at managing it and limiting it because I've seen the demons that it brings out and it is scary, man. And I think there's some kids out there who came from homes who were, you know, easygoing. Like, I don't know what's going on in people's personal lives, so I'm not going to judge them, obviously. But, uh, they might have had an easygoing life, you know, like no adversity. Maybe didn't have to work a job. Parents paid for everything. Parents did this. Parents did that. Good marriage, you know. But then they go off and they're just like absolute party animals, like four nights a week. They don't know, like they don't know, and that's fine if you like you do you. But I'm telling you, like that's not the way to live. Like I've seen they catch up with people. I've seen it ruin relationships, like cheating that goes on through alcohol, uh, decisions getting in the car with yeah, alcohol, the, the one drugs. The one thing I just—I don't like not being in control. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You, you could easily regret something. I mean, no, it still—it still happens to me, mm-hmm. not frequently, but we—we we all been there before, mm-hmm. where you're just not in control of what you say, what you do. It's embarrassing when you wake up and oh, like, dude, oh yeah. shit, and somebody tells you like, oh shit, that really happened. I really did that. Uh huh. Dude, I was like that. I was like that. I don't want to say it like this. I'll put myself on the spot because fucking that's what we do here. Um, because it probably helps someone. But yeah, early on in high school, dude, I used to drink all the time, all the time. Like when I was like mid, like sophomore, junior year, like almost every weekend. And I would wake up in the morning and like people would be like, you did this last night, it was so funny. <laughs> like, oh my God, you're so funny, Brett. Like, and I would just be like, it's kind of like, a job, no, but at the dude. same time, it's like, it's embarrassing at, mm-hmm. at points. Which I'm, I'm almost glad it happened when I was a little younger and not that a 15 year old, 16 year old should be drinking. Like that's obviously, you know, whatever. But... Cause now I see, and now I have friends who are like, obviously, you know, nineteen, twenty, college, like have a good time, but it's like the shit you guys post. I'm like, come on, like I know you have potential, like you're better, like you're better than this, like you can get going here, like you gotta, like I know how you talk, I know where you come from, I know your family, and you're out here just like, fuck this, fuck that, I'm gonna do whatever I want, live my life, yeah, yeah, like yeah, you're right, live your life, but come on, like have a sense of something. <laughs> Live and, by something, stand for and something. That's, and that's kind of more of an issue of just young people as they grow up, right? Because people always go through a rebellious stage. It doesn't matter what kind of rebellious stage. It doesn't matter to what um, level of, yeah. or degree of like oh, seriousness that people thing. actually go through. Here's that. one more thing. Don't disregard your parents completely. Like, don't if Just because you don't agree with your parents on something, don't go out and bash them like they're these horrible people. I hear so many kids do that. And I'm like, dude, yeah, whatever. You might not be the best parents in the world, or you might not agree with them, or you might be right. But don't go around to other people and be like, they're such a fucking asshole. Fuck them, fuck this. Like, come on. Those people raised you, yo. Like, you treat them better than that. They gave you life. <laughs> they probably, and most likely, <laughs> in most situations, they tried. Mm-hmm. They, they definitely tried. And, you know, every single one of us in this room are blessed to have grown up with the lives that we did. But I think there's a lot of situations where people just kind of, and that's, that's definitely something oh, yeah, if you that come people from an when abusive they're home or do. something. Yeah, if you come from abusive parents stuff, absolutely. Like, yeah, of course you're not going to have a ton of love for them and nothing great to say. And that's completely fine. I agree with you. But some of, the, some of these kids I know, yo, like, they come from 
It's they're, it's alright. Like, they are alright fans. They don't gotta bash them like they do. But, yeah, embarrass them. But, so, back to kind of what I was saying. And this is, this is, it's pretty serious, too. So, if we're spending all that time on social media, like, how do we embrace the suck, right? Because I'm kind of at a crossroad right now. Because I'm kind of coming to this fork in the road where I'm not 150% sure what I want to do, right? So, of course, like, I love this brand. I want this brand to grow. But there's also other parts of me that are thinking, you know, in a year down the road, what's the kind of decision I'm going to have to make in terms of like, I'm going to keep the brand going regardless, no matter where I am. But do I want to go to chiropractic school? Do I want to go and work and make money and build myself up, right? Because the world's changing and I want to be able to change with the world because I want to make, I'm more concerned about making the right decisions to benefit my future as opposed to doing something just because I think I want to do it and then having it bite me in the butt further down the road. And I believe I can really succeed at anything I try to do. But I really just don't know. So, so what do I do if, if you know, you're living, I'm living in a house with my family in which a lot of stuff is taken care of for me, right? Um, again, I'm spending all this time on social media today. So what do I have to do in order to make sure that I'm making the best decision for myself? And now I heard a video of Mark Cuban doing this and he was talking about just the job that a 22 year old would have, right? So a similar situation, even though I'm still going to school. And he said, it doesn't matter. Like you don't have to have the job, like the job of your dreams, when you're 22 or 23, right. you just have to be working. You just have to be doing something to figure that out. But dude, I'm so deathly afraid of not making the right decision ever. So I feel like I'm closer. Dude, I feel like I'm a year away from 40, even though I'm a few months away from turning 23. I can't live like that. I would but it's say. crazy. It's just like, what do we do? Because I know that's a situation is, that we dude, all, we're all confronted if you, with. If you F out, what's the worst that can happen? You, you, like I just talked about, like it was a lesson. Like You F'd up. Like you're still in your 20s. So if you, even if you went to... Chiropractic school, spent four years there, you're 26. Yeah. And you said, I don't want to do this, do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're 26. Yeah. You're not 75. Yeah. Some people don't even make it. And even if they just were a career job, I'm not talking about social media influencers, but they just they put in the time for like 30 years and like at 55, then, then they can retire good. And, like and that's another life. thing. To build off of that, like, I listen, guys, I want to make it. Right? I want to make money, dude. I want people to know my name, but is that really, is that appropriate to even think? Because especially as a person who's trying to follow Christ, as a Christian, right? If that makes we're you called happy. to do other things, but it's like that's not that's not happiness, man. And and we all know because everyone tells us like money isn't happiness, right? You want to be mm-hmm. the best at whatever you choose to do, right? If you can be the best and dedicate all your time to it, then most likely if you make the right decisions financially and you're not spending, you're not buying a bunch of stuff, then you will end up in a good situation. But why when we're young? So especially with what we're doing right now, when we know that's the case, do we still chase the wrong things? Because you chase materialistic stuff, and mm-hmm. I would say, but it's like hey, you, uh, I would. Another thing I would say is like, I don't know, man. You just you're young, you're hungry, you want to buy your own stuff, you want your own mm-hmm. money, you don't want to ask, you don't want to ask your parents. Mm-hmm. So, so how do so how do I, um, I would, decipher the difference between doing the right thing and doing the wrong thing in terms of like where my thought process is? You just gotta do it. Chase, uh, chase your passion. You could always fall back on yeah. chiropractor. I'm sure you enjoy yeah. it, but because no, because I am. That is something I'm. I'm still passionate about. It's just like you don't know, man. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. debt. That's but you're debt never you gonna know. Overcome. You're never yeah. gonna know. You just gotta go for it and do it. Oof. It's tough. Never know. Yeah, I mean, once you, you start doing it, doing it, then you, that's how you. That's the only way yeah. you're gonna know if you like it or not. It's just 150 thousand dollars is a lot to overcome yeah. for, some, for a situation like that, huh? Or you just intern for your dad? Well, no, because I've grown. Well, I actually have to do an internship. Oh, we, for we've my, done enough interns. <laughs> I, I mean, I actually have to do an internship this summer for my yeah. master's program, and I can do that in any kind of um, exercise science or any kind of medical place that I want to. 
um, and, and it'll count. But I mean, you know, I've grown up around it, and I know I know the ins and outs of it for the most part. Mm-hmm. And again, yes, there's still a lot of stuff I don't know. Like, I'm not saying I know, but I definitely have a good idea of what it entails. But it's it's then again, like there there are so many people who they go into what they're doing in next step in life, and they seem so passionate about it. What did six year old CJ want to do? <laughs> Six-year-old CJ wanted to be like a pink Power Ranger or something like that. <laughs> no, but like on, a, on a serious note, no, though, on a like, serious note, at the at first age you thought of jobs, what would you want to do? No, I wanted to be like a construction worker. No, yeah. I what, know, dude. I'm dream, trying. To what's think. your dream thing? Don't be an idiot. Like, what is your? What is your? What was? Really it's tough because you know I wanted to be a baseball player, and of course that dream is still kind of alive, but that's not what I bank on. Because that's a listen, man. And even and even Zach touched on it, man. Being a baseball player, that's a tough life to live. Mm-hmm. It's a tough. It's a tough life to live when you're grinding that in day in and day out, which I know very much about, especially playing at the Division One level with the work ethic that I had. I know the ins and outs of that, but then you know you're playing 162 games a year on top of that, mm-hmm. and you're being away from your family and your friends, and there's not necessarily a sense of stability in your life because you're always moving around. And even from the pre-season to preseason to off-season, you're still that's as close to a stationary lifestyle as you're ever going to get. And now I would, you know, if I got the opportunity, I would absolutely take it, right? There's still a lifelong dream, but there's a lot of things in life that I'm thinking about that I know what are going to make me happy, right? It's family, it's stability, financial stability. It's, you know, make, be, making sure I'm able to spend enough time with them. Because I remember in high school, right? Most of high school, I wanted to be a business major, right? Not for really knowing, because I just wanted to make money. Mm-hmm. Right, and then the decision that really made me want to go to pre med was because I wanted to help people, and not only I wanted to help people, but I wanted to challenge myself in the to the highest degree possible. Mm-hmm. And at that time, and I never really told anybody this, but I was having a conversation with mom, and she's like, "Well, why do you want to be a doctor?" Because I talk about this with her all the time, and I said, "Honestly, mom, I'm more obsessed with the title of being doctor. Like, I still want to be a chiropractor in some sense, materialistic, man. but I'm still just obsessed with the fact of being a doctor. And I wanted to you're prove so myself. Wor- you're, so worried about to you're so worried and about everybody. You're so worried about, and I wanted to prove to everybody that. that I had what it took that I had what it took to do like the hardest major possible mm-hmm. in pre-med maybe not the hardest major possible but it's up there in my mind that's what i thought it was but when you get that title doctor is that like bam that's it life's complete yeah no doctor, it's not right? and it's not exactly but so you don't think, you don't about think about that when i was grinding away for for you know the last couple of years i wasn't thinking like oh am i gonna be happy when i'm done with this only only when we got locked up in quarantine last yeah. year second technically my senior year of college did i start thinking hmm like now that life is kind of slowed down and I have a second to stop and think about it, man, I really don't know what what the future is going to hold, and that's exciting too. But then you got to think of it this way. way: if you do become a doctor, that opens up a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. You can it do does. It. so it many does. different things with that. It does, and I'm kind of just afraid of that too. And oppor- like money creates opportunity. Yeah. So like, true. You still want to chase it, but like, want to make sure it just can't be your end goal. It can't be your all goal. Yeah, and actually, when I had, I interviewed some chiropractors for a project and some family friends that we know, and first thing they said like you gotta love it, people whether you're you're a DC or an MD, I said you gotta love helping people, yeah. and you gotta love the way you're helping people. So even with this man, you we always think or I always think not you guys but I always think they're like oh man it'd be so cool to be big time influencers when you both opened up this chat by saying we just want to help people if we can reach one person and make a difference to them. Then that's obviously you know what we're going for, man. That is what makes me happy. All those comments that we get, because who, because who cares about the negative comments that we get? Because obviously, then hopefully, you know, we pray that they have someone else helping them. But if we can help some people along the way, then that's good. 
No, right. even the negative comments, like, you're still watching the video, man. Yeah. Like, you're still viewing. You're taking time out of your you're day. helping us get better, too. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Knowing what we're struggling right. with. But that fire, dude, out. that gets me going. When people say something like that, I'm like, all right, yeah, like, I got you. We'll see what happens in 10 years. You know what I mean? But no, that's, it's definitely it's definitely tough to think about. So if you guys, and just I just want to say to the viewers, if you guys have any questions about, you know, what you guys want to do in life, or any situations that you want to run by us, dude. Like we'd love to talk about it, dude. Yeah, please. You don't have to come on the podcast, but if you want to come on the podcast, like, I just love hearing everyone's story and why they are who they are. You know what I mean? Like, don't be afraid to come on here and be vulnerable or whatever. Because I got you. I got your back. So we're not gonna give you the right answer, but we'll just give you some viewpoints. Sometimes you just need to listen, man. Sometimes you just need an ear. <laughs> you don't need anything said to you. Sometimes no response is the best response, and that's just how it goes. Yeah. yeah, come on here. I love hearing different stories. This past year, I've definitely developed like that's why I started like listening to podcasts. I like where where people are from. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing I love more because I hate when people are like try to hide. Like, I don't know if they have a family member was like, a drug addict or something, or like yada. Like, my favorite stories are like people who are drug addicts, like Darren Waller. Like, dude, he was talking about how the tight end for the Raiders was really good at Georgia Tech. He was such a dope. He would be drinking vodka on the sidelines during the game. He couldn't even stay sober for the, to watch his team play. And he overcame that. And he overcame that. Like, I, dude, I love those stories. Those are the best, dude. Like, if you need help, like, reach out and get help. You know what I mean? Like, don't be afraid to say, I have a problem. Like, we can help you. Everyone has their own right. problems. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got a sob alone. story, man. Alone, so. Everyone's got a sob story, dude. And, Pete, and just understand that. And this really ties into everything we've talked about tonight. But you never know what someone's going through. So just keep yeah, your so mouth shut be an and be asshole, encouraging. You know, yeah, like, don't. I hate when people are like right away or jumping on people like, oh, yeah. like fuck them for. But this, just even you don't know, man. <laughs> even if what they say comes off the wrong way, if what I've learned is if someone has good intentions, don't criticize what they're saying. Right? Maybe at a later date, if it was something truly wrong with what they said, you can address it. But if someone's trying to help, man, don't don't push them away. And definitely playing collegiate sports. People try and help you in a plethora of different ways, right? People are always giving you advice, and I do this all the time, too. I still do it. Maybe not as frequently, but I still do it. You deliver information in a situation that's not appropriate or in a way or in a manner that's not appropriate or not fitting of that situation, and it can make some people, you know, take it the wrong way. But just, you know, he, or I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of that uh, term. Something of the road is paved with the best intentions. Hmm, I'm not sure. Or evils are road paved with the best intentions. That wouldn't really fit what I'm saying, but Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We get the gist. So. And it's just, and this ties in again to everything that we were just talking about. But a lot of the reason why I really liked being pre-med and I liked playing, being Division One baseball because I just wanted to work insanely hard, dude. And I hate moments in life where I feel like I'm not working insanely hard. You want to talk about something that makes me feel useless? It's that. It's not. Yeah, it's not it's literally yet. not working. And dude, I don't even think, well, here's the thing. All this stuff I'm talking about, I feel like I'm in competition with myself. I've tossed out anybody else's my competition because I know I can do anything I set my mind to. And that took a long time for me to get that. But I'm more so in a competition with myself. So when I know I'm not working hard, I know I'm only hurting myself. And again, depending if you're on a team, it could hurt the people around you if you're not working as hard. But different situations call for Right, McGregor says, uh, your lack of commitment is an insult to those who believe in you. I love that line. That is a good line. People are rooting for you, man. Even if you don't know it, I'm, I'm sure someone's out there who wishes they had your smile, who wishes they had your body, who wishes they had your energy. You know what I mean? So, like, just keep mm-hmm. pushing. Keep digging through. Yeah. Man, so Your lack of commitment is an insult to those who believe in you. I love that. Yeah, that's really good. And I always thought it was cheesy, right? Because I had this hardcore view of who I wanted to be as a person. And I always talked about... Um, 
oh, and people always said like, oh, you need more self-confidence, right? You need to believe in yourself. And I always thought that was stupid, right? Mm -hmm. I always thought that the hate would just grow and it would just make me stronger up until the point where I knew I would make it. But when you're faced at the moment where you know that that dream may not come true, which is baseball, a lot of that was due to baseball. You kind of look back and you think what all that was for. Right. Well, like I was going to talk about a few weeks ago is sometimes in life, you're going to give it your all and you're going to work hard on someone. You're going to put in more effort than someone. You're going to deserve it more than someone. But sometimes it just doesn't work out and that's yeah. okay. It's yeah. okay to fail. It's okay to work hard and it's not guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. But yeah, you have to you but have to be okay. If you can with go to bed yourself. at night knowing you gave it your all, you won't not be worried you, about you anyone won else yeah. every time. Yeah. You and can't that, worry yeah, about yeah. comparison. Mm -hmm. there's there's gonna be jobs. There's gonna be girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever. I was a better candidate. I was better for him, I was better for her. Dude, you can't not everyone's gonna see your light and you're not gonna win every time and that's okay. Life's not fair, it's not meant to be fair. But you can do everything in your power to make it work in your favor as much as you can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's not supposed to be controlled. Like the problem is when you if you work hard, you're guaranteed success. It's almost controlled. And we can't live a controlled life. We can't live like robots. Like you do X Y Z, you get this. Life needs mm -hmm. an element of randomness. You need something that to wake up to and be like, I don't know what's gonna happen today. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you could be running a Fortune 500. You could be top of your game. You could get that job, and you're going on a bus, and you're. you're Wrecked on, you're out. You know what I mean? Like you might be like, oh, that's a harsh way to put it. But yeah, no, no. But well, it's a serious way to put it. Was. Dude, if your life is like right now, if your life yeah. ended right now, what did you do to help other people? Can we do as bros giving to help the world? What can we do to build it? And I know we've had some pretty unserious podcasts the last few times, which is great. That's what we want to do, right? We're a lifestyle podcast. We want to talk about everything from girls to depression, right? Weird that I put those two in the same sentence right there. <laughs> But guys, like seriously, if you have anything that we want to talk about, man, like we're here to help you guys. And that's what we're going to try and do more of this. We're going to try and have some more serious conversations that we can uh, let you guys um, give you guys some information on things that you're struggling with, right? And we're still going to give you the stories about uh, going on double dates in eighth grades and girls trying to force feed you popcorn. But we want to give you some real life input, right? Because we, we're here, we're the bros given, and then our slogan is kind of like everything matters and then we're the bros we're given to you, right? Mm -hmm. So what can yeah. we give to you guys? So I think that's kind of a good note to wrap it up on, right? So guys, you know what? We're out here grinding. We're out here trying to make the world a better place. So if you have an idea for how we can do that, let us know. Hit us up in our DMs. If you want to come on, have a debate, have a conversation, or just share some funny stories, man. That's what we're looking to do. We're looking to bring mm -hmm. some light to the world, all right? So this has been DJ CJ, Uncle Brent, Captain Fox, and Peace. the Archer, Richie McMaster. We're the bros. We're giving to you. Peace out, guys.